There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. All right, let's go. Let's make our confession of faith. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God, do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well. Speak to us now in Jesus' name, amen. Can I just get you to make this declaration? Say hallelujah. So come on, guys. So this is our series, Emmanuel. And to introduce Emmanuel on this past Wednesday, we learned that there's something about Mary. There's something about Mary. Let me just recap where we are introduced to Mary in the Bible. In Luke 1, 27, it says that um, to a virgin. So we learn that Mary is a virgin. And I taught you on Wednesday that Mary was inexperienced for what she was about to do. And for many of you, you have to get over the fact that you don't have experience, but you do have preparation. What you're about to do in life, even some of what you are in right now, your fear comes because you say, I've never done that before. Guess what? Why would God want to repeat something he's already done? He's the God that goes from faith to faith, from level to level, from glory to glory. In other words, God says, I want to do something new in your life. And what did we start pre preaching 12 months ago? We started preaching that 2020 was going to be a year where we saw all things new. Now, we didn't know it was going to come on the, on the heels of a virus. We didn't know it was going to come on the heels of everything that we knew as normal changing. But can I give you revelation? And I taught you this on prayer. The coronavirus, corona actually means to crown. In other words, y'all ain't going to listen right there. In other words, everything that has happened this year, if you're still in the land of the living, God says what was meant for evil, I used it to put a crown on you. Revelation 5.10, and he makes us kings and priests. That means I'm spiritual and successful. I can pray and I can slay. And what the enemy meant for evil, God used it to put a crown on me. 
So if he's doing things that are new, that means you will be inexperienced, but you will be prepared. David was inexperienced for fighting giants. He was inexperienced for fighting Goliath. But David said, but I beat a lion and I beat a bear. So there can't be too much difference between the two because both of them were bigger than me and I beat both of them. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, don't sell yourself cheap. What does that mean? You sitting here doubting what you have the ability to do now, not realizing you've already overcome some stuff that was bigger than you before. You already beat some stuff that was supposed, you've already beat some statistics that were supposed to keep you at the bottom and somehow you're at the top. You've already done what they told you you'd never do. You've already accomplished what they said you never accomplished. You've already beaten what the numbers say you're supposed to be. So I need you not to be no punk now. I need you to be able to say that God that did it back then is the same God that's going to do it right now. She is inexperienced. That was virgin. She's inexperienced in what she's about to do. She's about to have a child, but she's not had sex to produce that child, which means her process wasn't normal. Everybody listen. The process that you've been in in life, here's what's amazing about it, is that it's not like anybody else you know. God, I wish I had somebody to be honest. You look at other people's lives and they tell you this nice little cute story. You're like, wow, that's amazing. And you look at your own life, you're like, my process has not been anything like that. My process has not been the normal process of life. And I need you to celebrate the fact that your process was normal, which means what you're going to produce ain't going to be normal either. She was getting ready to give birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Great I Am, which means nobody had seen a baby like this before. Nobody had experienced a baby like this before, which means if my process ain't normal, neither is my produce going to be either. I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that God says, I never wanted them to be normal. I never wanted them to fit in with regular average people. Why? Because what I'm about to do to them is going to make some stuff. It's going to make some stuff shake. It's going to make some stuff change. Somebody holler, I don't want to be normal. I, I don't want your normal or average Denver process to... <laughs> She's a virgin. Like a virgin. She's a virgin. She's inexperienced and her process doesn't match any of her other girlfriends. Any of the other ladies she knows, they sitting up talking about, yeah, child, so you know, I woke up, had more. She like, the Holy Ghost did mine. <laughs> this is why some of you struggle finding people who get you. Because your process doesn't match their process. They had a normal, regular Denver process, a normal, regular Atlanta process. But God got you on the special track. Why? Because he's... What he's about to do through you, somebody say, it's special. It's special. I hasn't seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Don't you put me in no box. She's pledged in marriage to a man named Joseph. Joseph's name, by the way, for my note takers, his name means the Lord continues to increase. Which means God has the ability of getting you around what you're going to do. <laughs> He said, Mary, let me get you around increase so you see what it looks like. Let me get you around somebody that even when they throw him in the pit, he's still increasing. Let me, let me get you around something that represents Let me get you in a church that's going to speak life into you. That's not telling you you some sad, broke down, busted, disgusted, old time religion to help. Yeah. Somebody, somebody said he got me around increase. I, 
That's why he needed you around some debt-free people. He needed you under a debt-free anointing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He needed you around some curse breakers. He, he got you around what it is you're about to do. He was of the house of David. And the virgin's name, what's her name? Mary. Say there's something about Mary. Now, Mary, we learn, here's what her name means. And her name reveals her story. God often in scripture, he hides the full story in the meaning of the person's name or the meaning of the place that they went. That's why when I teach, I always give you the Hebrew language of our Old Testament and the Greek language of our New Testament. Why? Because you're just looking at it from the surface, but the surface doesn't reveal the substance of what's really going on. That's why I teach the way I do, because listen, you've had enough good show. You need some substance. You had enough cookies and cornflakes, baby. You need some filet men, y'all. Y'all. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You've had enough fruitanglios. You need the real Fruit Loops, y'all. That bag cereal is not the same. I don't care what they say. They lying. It's not the same. All right? So, look, the virgin's name was Mary. Look, here's the deal. Most of us, when we see Mary, we see her as this innocent young lady that the Lord picks. And the truth is, Mary was the original girl gone wild. How you know? Because her name means she wished for a child, which means she wished for more. As a Hebrew woman, the only more that they could see for themselves was through childbirth. Because in scripture, it, uh, it says that a woman will be redeemed by the bearing of children. Listen, ladies, don't reduce yourself to that. Because that was a cultural norm for the Hebrews then. But every woman, listen to me, you are more than just your ability to lay down and have a baby. Because some of you will judge your efficacy or your effectiveness in life based on your ability to have children, based on your ability to get married. And I need to tell you, that's part of your story, but that's not all of your story. I'm going to say it again so you hear me clear. Even the single men, hear me, and even the married men, that's part of your story. That's not all of your story. Because if the only thing God wanted to use you for is to get a child here, you would have died after you had the child. But he wanted to use you to do more. He's going to have you birth the world changer, then have you go out and change the world. Shut your mouth. He's going to have you birth a history maker, but then have you go make some history yourself. If you still got a pulse, God still has a plan. So her name means wished for a child, which means I want more. I want more. I want to produce more. I want to see more. I want more for my life. And to get more, look at what she does. It's in her name. To get more, she begins to rebel. She begins to do her own thing her own way. And here's why you say, I say she beats girls going wild. Because a rebellious girl who wants more will do crazy things to get the more she says she wants. I wish I had some, some ladies and some, and some fellows that sit in the building and some that are online that you already know what I'm talking about. Like you wanted more money. And so the only way you saw you could get it was to hustle. Y'all are going to look at me with that tone of face. You, watch me. You wanted more from a relationship, so what you did is you had about seven, eight, nine, ten of them lined up to see which one of them got to the finish line first. I wish there were some honest people in here. Ain't no need, ain't no need in pre pretending like you ain't got some stuff and you ain't got some junk in your trunk. But I'm so glad that even with all the junk in your trunk, Jesus still thought enough of you and I to say, I love him, 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 I love him. And I'm not giving up on him. I've died so that they might have life and have life more abundantly. She wishes for more, so to get more, she begins to rebel. And when you begin to rebel, you'll start doing things. Rebel, it means to wantonly disobey what you know to be correct. 
See, rebellion is not the same as a mistake. See, a mistake is, oops, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. Rebellion is, I knew I shouldn't have did it. Matter of fact, I had, I had more than red flags. I had red alerts on the phone. I had red flags. I had red pins. I had red highlighting on the computer. But I did it anyhow. And that's what Mary did. Mary was like, I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I know it's not right for me to think like this, to act like this, to behave like this, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Who can be honest in this building to wave at me? Online, you can wave your hand. Well, you wanted something. You wanted more. And out of your pursuit of more, you ended up going, going wrong in order to get a desire that was right. It's right to want more, but it's wrong to go against what God said to get your to get your more. See, the desire is pure. I want more. But the way in which we approach the desire is impure. It's a legitimate need, but it's fulfilled in an illegitimate way. So what happens when you begin to rebel? Whatever you build when you rebel, it's going to fall. It's going to fail. It's going to be a disaster. All right? Then what happens? Then after, after that thing blows up in your face, then it makes you bitter. Because when you rebel, whatever you create, whatever you produce will produce pain ultimately. Because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that shall also reap. So if I sow rebellion, I'm going to reap pain. You got it? So, so guess what? The residue of a painful experience is called bitterness. Everybody say bitterness. So Mary, she wants more. She rebels, and now she's bitter. In fact, her, the, if I was to take you deeper into the meaning of her name, it means stream of bitterness. Which means even when she says good morning, she's bitter. Some of y'all know some Marys. Ask me, their name ain't Mary, their name is Keisha. Their name is, their name is Darlene, their name is Jackie. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Their name is Shirley. You know, my church characters. Because even when they say good morning, it's got attitude on it. You're like, how you got an attitude this early? It's too early to have an attitude. What, what is wrong with you? You ever looked at somebody and been like, who hurt you? Because you apparently still hurting. So this is the reality of Mary. She's not some innocent girl who the Lord just showed her one day. No, she wanted more. She did her own thing. And what she produced caused pain. And that pain, that residue of it made her bitter. So when the angel goes to her and begins saying good news to her, now we understand why she's afraid because she thinks the angel is coming to get her for what she's been doing and instead the angel says hey you've been favored by the lord because even though you did some stuff we should punish you for what we saw in there was your why your why was right even though your what was wrong i'm gonna back that thing up your why was right, even though your what was wrong. And so we're not coming to judge you. We're coming to celebrate you. Because guess what, Mary? During all of this time, you've been doing your own thing. Here's what you remain. You remain faithful. Even when you were frustrated, you were faithful. Even when you were doing your own thing, you had enough sense to say, but I ain't missing church. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Even when you were doing your own thing, you had enough sense to say, I ain't going to miss my giving. I ain't going to miss my I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm mad about where my life is. But what I'm not going to do is not be faithful. I need somebody here to hear me. I need somebody online to hear me. Because you let your frustration mess with your faithfulness. You bet not. Let me preach like this is the 
guilty. I need you to get a little hood on the inside and just look at somebody around you and say, you better not. Type it online. What does that mean? You better not get unfaithful now. You've come too far to mess up now. You better not. That's a southern colloquialism, which means you better not. But we cut out all the extras. You bet not. <laughs> now look, so look, look, in Luke 126, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel. Gabriel's name means man of God. Everybody listen, when you come to church, there's a reason we, I don't call these sermons. Because a sermon is something you heard when you was eating cookies and wasn't supposed to be eating cookies. Now I told you not to eat these cookies. It ain't good for your teeth. And that's a sermon. They give you three points and then a whooping. <laughs> Told you not to eat these cookies. It's bad for your mouth. It's bad for your health. Now come in now. That's a sermon. What I speak is life. So that when you walk out of here, you didn't just get good, good information. You got a revelation that's going to change your whole situation. Huh? So when Gabriel shows up, I need you to catch the simplicity of it. Sometimes you are looking for a burning bush experience and you're missing the fact that, watch this, the reason you don't see the burning bush experience is because every time you log in, every time you walk in the building, God says it was already on fire. You didn't see it come alive because it was alive when you got there. You didn't see me set it on fire because it was on fire when you got there. What, are you what am I trying to say to you? So some of you, you are waiting on this boom from God. I am the Lord thy God. That is not happening. You, 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 you want to hear direct instructions. And check this out. God didn't even go to Mary directly. He sent somebody. If he didn't even go to his own mama direct, why are you expecting him to come visit you while you're taking a bubble bath on Saturday night at 1130? My Lord, just step in the room. Lord, just say something to me. Lord. He's like, turn on that YouTube. Turn on that podcast. I've been giving you word from a man of God to tell you you are favored. So look. Come on, verse. So look, it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel, a man of God is what Gabriel's name means, to a town in Galilee. Now, Galilee, it means a surge from an electrical current. Put my heat lamp back up there. A surge from an electrical current. Now, check this out. I'll say surge. surge. A surge means it happens fast. Now, he's going to plug in this heat lamp for me that I used on Wednesday. All right? Now, now it's on. Okay? All right. Now, turn it off. Take it out the wall. All right, actually, you can leave it plugged in, right? Because I got a switch. Bam. Now I need, and I need you to guess this. Right, and, and, and I need you to get this. So Mary lives in a place that means there's a surge from an electrical current. Bam. Once it plugs into the source, I see the light bulb. But then when Gabriel shows up, I see the light. Uh-uh, you missed it. I know God is for me. I just needed to see where it was. I knew I was called. I just needed to know to do what? I knew he loved me. I just needed to. So it's a surge from an electrical current. That means all these unconnected individual moments. Everybody shout finally. Uh-uh, you didn't shout it online. You just type it in all caps. That's how I know you shout. You ready? On three, everybody shout finally. One, two, three. All these unconnected moments. See, you didn't realize that what happened to you at 13 had something to do with what would happen to you at 21. Had something to do with what would happen when you turned 30. 
had something to do with your 35th birthday, had something to do with your 42nd, had something to do. You thought all these things were disconnected. And then when Gabriel shows up, Gabriel shows up to say, not only are these things not disconnected, but they finally show up and connect for you. And here's where they show up. Leave the light on. They show up in Nazareth. Everybody say Nazareth. Nazareth, watch me, we learn a Nazareth place is where you say, can anything good come out of this? Remember, I taught you the definitions of Nazareth. To be separated, to be sanctified, to be crowned. And so watch, I gave you all those definitions. Check this out. You know God's ready to connect some stuff. When you're looking at stuff and saying, I don't see nothing good. Let me talk to these people because these people over here ain't sending them. You know God's about to connect some stuff. What does that mean? I finally will understand why I had to study this in school, even though I want to study this. Some of you finally are about to find out why you didn't go to school. Because your whole life, somebody said, you need to go to college and get you a degree. You're like, ah, yeah, no, no. You're finally about to find out why God shut that door down. Because he didn't need you to learn a system that was going to teach you to have the mentality of... You do know most billionaires never went to college. I wish somebody in this building and somebody online said he's about to connect some stuff. Uh, and that's not to knock those that did because check this out. God says, I need you to be educated. I need, what are you trying to say? Regardless of what your story has been to this point, you kept comparing it to somebody else's story. Not realizing God was like, no, I'm about to connect these dots for you. And whenever these dots get connected, some of y'all remember when you go to breakfast on Saturday morning, you went to Shoney's. Some of y'all don't know nothing about no Shoney's. All the Democrats are like, Shoney's? What's a Shoney's? Um, look, they would give you the little coloring pad. And when they give you the coloring pad, they say connect the dots. Once you connected the dots, then you were able to fill it in. I'm, I'm going to try, try y'all because they ain't saying nothing. God says, I'm going to connect the dots. And in December, I'm going to start to fill this in. I need you to prophesy to your life. Say, the dots are connecting. And God is filling it in. I, you're about to understand why that marriage didn't work. You're about to understand why you couldn't marry your high school sweetheart. You're, what are you trying to say? You're about to see why your life has been everything that it's been. And all things work together for the good of them that love him. When the angel shows up, he makes Mary understand, Mary, this is why you couldn't be like the other girls. Mary, this is why you couldn't have a life like the other. See, whatever your life has been, went to college, didn't go to college, went to high school, didn't go to high school, you, know, you got married, didn't get married, got money, don't got money, whatever. Mm -mm -mm. Let me fix that one. Let me go back to that one. Uh-uh, uh-uh, because there's none feeble among us. <laughs> Which means got, got money or got more money. Let me fix that one. So check, check this out. Say, it's going to make sense. When Gabriel shows up to her, all of a sudden, these things start to make sense for her. She didn't get it up until that point. That's why she rebelled. For many of you who keep falling away from God, you know, like every two days, you're falling away. For two days, you're on fire. Two days, we don't see you online. Two days, I mean, you're the loudest one in the building. Two days, we don't know where you're at. Let me tell you why you keep doing that. It's because you don't understand why, and you think he's obligated to tell you now. Uh-uh. 
Uh -uh. In fact, he let her start a year that she thought was going to be a good year and waited six months halfway into the year before he told her, let me show you what I'm about to do. Are you catching this? All right, so look, so look, so look, so look. So look at Mary's response when the angel says, hey, look, Mary, your favorite, you're about to have a child. This child, you wish for one, but what you wish for, listen, was too small. You wanted a regular son. I'm about to give you me in a body. The son of God. That means God in the flesh. God of, he said, listen, you, you want a little regular son with a little regular life, with a little regular, little, little, have a little baby shop. No, nah, your, your story ain't going to be regular. When your son is born, they're going to bring him gold. They ain't bringing him no rattlers. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk. They're going to bring him gold and frankincense and myrrh. In other words, what you produce is going to call on resources that are beyond what you... I need somebody to act like your phone's gonna ring this week. I need somebody to act like favor's about to find you this week. I need you to act like you ain't even gonna have to advertise. Customers are gonna come find. Shut up. I don't mean it literally, it's a figure of speech. What you produce is gonna call resources. Mary didn't ask for gold, gold showed up. Mary didn't ask for favor, favor showed up. So look. After the angel tells her all this good stuff, here's her response. I am the Lord's servant. Here it is. May it happen to me according to your word. What is she really saying? God, your will, not mine. Now, I know we preach that, but here's the deal. Here's what I discovered. Many Christians don't do it. That's why even when Jesus prayed, he had to pray for it. Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because many Christians, we shout about his will. Come on, God, do it. Hey, bah, 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 bah. You do all of that, and then you leave this building and go do what you want. You log off and go do what you want. And God says, not this time. This time, what I want from you, I'm going to get from you. Because I think there's some of us that say, I don't want to have a repeat of 2020. It's been good and I prosper, but God, dog, I need now 2021. I need my next 12 to be my best 12. Come on, say it. Say my next 12 will be my best 12. So, 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 look, let me show you how she does this. Mary answered, man, happen to me according to your word. What you said is what I'm going to see in my world. Say, God, what you said is what I'll see in my world. Look at this next part. Then after she got the message, please listen very carefully. If you don't listen to nothing else, look at this last part of this verse. Then the man of God left her. Then the angel left her. Some of y'all, listen, who got rejection issues, like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but I want you to come to group therapy since that's the first thing you thought about. <laughs> Watch me. After she got the word, God says, now you're going to feel my absence. <laughs> let me talk. Let me. See, once you had an amazing experience on a Sunday morning, once you had an amazing experience on a Wednesday night, once you get the word, I'm a dip. Because now I need you to go through the warfare to get this. And the only thing that's going to sustain you through the warfare is the word that I gave you. Woo! But I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, but I win, I win, I win. After she got the word, then the angel was like, because after I release the word, now you got to go through the test. Now you got to go through the warfare. 
And for some of you, here's the deal. You're like, wait a minute. I thought th- after I, pro- I thought I pro- prophesied this and this, this. And then all of a sudden, these things started happening. Why did that happen? Kay. Let me ask you this question. What do you do after the message? <laughs> so let me show you what Mary did. Say there's something about Mary. She heard the word, then she welcomed it. For many, we hear it and we go back to life as usual. We hear it and we go back to doing life the way we want to do it. How we, can we be honest? Like you hear that, we're like, ooh, church was good. Yeah, I'm finna call Tyrone. You already know. I know Erica said to call him, but don't call him. You hear the word, then you go right back to thinking the way. Mary welcomed the word. How did she welcome it? Because she wrote a song. I showed you her song. This was the original Mary J. Blige, right, Jim? <laughs> she wrote the song. She says, my heart praises the Lord. This is how she welcomes it. Question, when, I, when you were released a word, one of the reasons I say give God praise and I count you down and all that and all these different things, it's not for preaching acrobatics. To be honest, it takes time out of my substance. It is so that you can res- welcome the word you just heard. Let's practice. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Welcome it, welcome it, welcome it, welcome it, welcome it. My heart praises. See, some of y'all ain't even welcoming the word. You're not even welcoming it. You're not even welcoming it. God's about to connect some dots and fill them in. Welcome that. You're about to understand your whole life. You felt like it was all a dream, but baby, it's about to be a reality. It's. She welcomed the word. So she praises the Lord. He says, my soul is glad because of my Savior. He's remembered his lowly servant. From now on, everybody's going to call me happy. What does that mean Mary was when she heard the word? She was not happy. Which means you can be a Christian and still be having some issues with your happiness. You can be a Christian and still be driving down the street with nothing to be mad about but mad. Just looking on like you've been baptized in pickle juice, just attitude. Just it's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. That's why Levert said, just smile. Why? You ain't smiling. Smile, church. Look, from now on, everybody gonna call me happy. She said, I just heard a word, and she said, everybody was looking at me and saying, What's wrong with her? Everybody look at me and saying, She's mad, she's angry. Why? Because she knows there's more in her than the environment she's in. <laughs> She's in Nazareth. Let me see. She's in Denver. Let me see. She's in Chicago. Let me see. In other words, she's in a place in life where she's like, God, I know there is more in me than this. And she said, sometimes I make the mistake of letting it show on my face. I wish we could be honest at this 915 in this building and online that sometimes we make the mistake of letting our dissatisfaction show on our face. But you better learn how to welcome the word. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Look, because of the great and mighty things that he has done, his name is holy. That means he's distinct. That's what holy means. He's distinct. Uh, uh, His name is holy. From one generation to another, he shows mercy to those who honor him. In other words, how do you know she was faithful, Bishop, because of this line right here? She says, I've honored him. I've been faithful. I've been frustrated, but I've been faithful. I wanted to cuss some people out, but I was faithful. I wanted to use tongues that needed no interpretation. But but I honored him. That means I made what was important to him important to me. See, this is how I know she was faithful even though she was frustrated. This is the line. 
He shows mercy to those who honor him. He stretched out his mighty arms, scattered the proud in their plans. Check this out. Mary's like, there's some people who were coming against me. There's some people that was plotting and planning and scheming because skis are skis and they scheme. Skeezer. She says, there's plans that were made against me. And part of the reason I rebelled is because I was like, God, why aren't you ruining their plans? He said, because I want them to make them so you can see me destroy them. I'm going to talk to y'all because these people ain't saying that to me over here. For some of you, there's people who tried to come against you. And God says, I'm going to let you see them make the plans. And then you're going to watch me destroy the plans. I didn't stop them in the planning period because the Bible says no weapon formed. I got to let them form it so you can see me tear it down. I'm going to try the middle section. I got to let you see them try to get you fired only for them to get I need you to see them try to plot against you. I need you to see them write a Facebook on you, write a YouTube. I need you to see them talk about you for you to watch me shut them down. You're going to learn today, and they're going to learn too. They shouldn't have messed with my son. They shouldn't have messed with my daughter. That's why you don't have to get even. That's why you don't have to get vengeance. God says, I got a clap back that'll make them wish they never even messed with you. See her song? Her song is like, look, there's a reason I'm out here wilding. I'm watching them plan and plot against me, and God ain't doing nothing. I hope you understand Mary more now. Right? Because you just thought she's just an innocent little girl. No, Mary had some plots and plans against her. How do you know? Because not only does she say it, but anytime you're going to be used by God to do something amazing, you're going to have to go through warfare that's atrocious. And some of you, watch me, because you haven't seen the promise yet, because you haven't seen what you're going to produce yet, you're having problems figuring out why so much pain, why so much, why so many problems. But it's about to pay off. I'm going to try one more game. It's about to pay off. Mary was frustrated, but she stayed faithful. And it's about to pay. Everybody say, say it's about to pay off. Look, he's brought down mighty kings from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. So now this says, Mary says, I got problems with the people. Watch me over me. I got issues. I got issues with the people that are in leadership over me. My issue. I got issues with the government. I got issues with people in positions, issues with people in power. You see it right there? Got it? I, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich with empty hands. In other words, Mary says, and I ran into a few days during this time of frustration. Well, I was checking the accounts and I was saying, my God. This is her story. See, she writes her story in her song. So now you understand what she was really going through. Because you think God just shows up and it's all just pieces and cream and she tiptoe onto the tulips. No, man, that ain't what happened. <laughs> he has kept the promise he has made to our ancestors. In other words, she said, I finally figured out that my life was bigger than me. Because notice, she's referencing her ancestors. She's saying, this is about something that God started in my bloodline that nobody had the audacity to finish. That's why you're going to be the first. And you're looking at your bloodline, well, ain't nobody ever done this. I know. He knows. And then you were born. And when you were born, the curse breaker was born. When you were born, the interruption to the dysfunction was born. Somebody say, I'm happy being the first. That means I don't have to follow your sloppy plans. 
Verse 55, he's remembered to show mercy to Abraham and all his descendants forever. Mercy is when God blocks, here it is, the negative we do deserve. So why does she write that in her song? Because she's like, I thought that angel was going to come to slay me. That's why when Gabriel showed up, watch me, I was afraid. Uh-oh, here it is. Let me get it. That's why when I tuned into the word, I was like, how is this man speaking all of this stuff? How is this man saying all of this stuff into my life? God, what's wrong? I'm almost kind of scared. We had somebody that, we had somebody, there's a testimony that will be posted uh, in the next day. We had somebody that was applying to be part of our Atlanta team. And they were applying to be part of our Atlanta staff team. And when they did that, um, they needed to watch a message or what have you. And so they went back to watch the message, and they said, in their praise report, they said, I spent thousands of dollars on therapy and, 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 and treatments and all this and all of that until I watched last Sunday's message. And when I watched last Sunday's message, she said, she said, all of a sudden, me and my husband, we have been nothing in pure hell for three years. And then when we both sat down and watched that message all the way in Atlanta, a whole nother city, a whole nother state, they said, all of a sudden, peace hit our house and our marriage has been. And some of you remember this. And she said, just so that God knew he was talking to me, he said, Muskogee, which was the county I was from. Some of y'all might remember that from last week. In other words, in other words, it will scare you how real and how relevant the word is. But God says, I want you to know that I am that, that I am. I want you to know that I love you so much, I'll customize. I'll tailor make a word just for you. So don't be scared when you tune in and you come in the building and you're like, this is weird because you ain't never met a real man of God before. I and I'm not boasting in me. I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying, I get on this platform not to do Bishop Foreman's agenda. I get on this platform and say, God, whatever you want to say to your people, that's what you need to say. It ain't about my plan, my agenda, what I want. It's about what you want to say to your people. I'm not trying to be like nobody else. I just want to do what he called me to do. You got it? Please hear my heart when I say that. That ain't about... I, I, I ain't about, about trying to push no Bishop Foreman agenda. My whole agenda is to do what he sent me to do. So people like so-and-so doing this. I don't care what so-and-so doing. That ain't what God told me to do. I need you to stop letting people try to compare you to other people. You can't compare an original. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm an original. I you ready? Let's go. She heard the word and she welcomed it. Say, Lord, I hear your word, Lord, I hear your word. And, I and I welcome it. So she writes this song, right? All right, what's your response to the word that you hear? She pins a song so that when she gets stressed, she can go back to her song. Some of you, when you hear a word, you need to make a vision board. You need to put it on your, put it on your, put, you need to do something. For some of you, when you hear that word, you need to immediately go get the podcast. That's why we make them available. You get the podcast Sundays after church. You get Wednesdays, Wednesday night. Are you catching? Why do we do that? So then that way you don't have to wait two, three, four, five days to go back to that word. Immediately after hearing it, you can say, and faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And, hear, and the more I hear it, the more I believe it. And the more I believe it, the more I act on it. The more I hear it, the more I believe it, the more I believe it, the more I act on it. So look, what happens after she welcomes the word? Then she goes to Elizabeth's house, her relative. We learn Elizabeth's name means what? Abundance. How long did she go there? Three months. How long is three months? A season. What does that really mean, Bishop? She changed things to welcome the word. She literally said, I can't be around 
these thinking people. I said it like that on purpose, so you cut it. Because the word I'm receiving is making me realize that their thinking has become my ceiling. So Mary said, I got to take three months, and I can't fool with y'all for the next three months. Some of y'all, there's some people you need to say, hey, listen, uh, I'll call you around about March. Why? Because I'm in the middle of giving birth to something amazing, and I don't have time. For you, I need to be around some people with an abundance mentality. I don't need to be around nobody with a slave mentality, around somebody with a struggling mentality. That may have been my story, but that is not my story. I need to be around some people that think abundance. I need to be around people who think lack is whack, not, not lack is spiritual, because it's not. I need to be around some people that when I feel like giving up, they, 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 they talk to me rough. They rock rough and stuff for the Afro. I need some people like that. Excuse me, I thought it was 1115. I apologize. Got my times mixed up. Times mixed up. I apologize. I, I, I need some people that when I start talking fearful talk. <laughs> come here. Come here. All right. You need some people in your life that when you start talking fearful, they get in your face. Now, just do it as, just, you know, just, you know, physically, just in space. And they'll still physically. And, and then when you start talking real crazy, they just give it to you in the mouth. Just bam, in the mouth. Hit them in the mouth. Yeah. Make it a little bit more realistic this time. Okay? All right. I, I, just, when you, I just don't know how God going to do it. They'd be like, shut up. I just feel like giving up. Feel like giving up. Feel like giving up. Oh, okay. 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 So you really finna sit here and keep talking. You need some people that will get in your face and check you. The housewife says, who's going to check me, boo? You need somebody to check you because you have come too far to mess this thing up with your mouth. I dare you curse with your mouth what you tried. You need somebody that when you call them, when you text them with something crazy, they pick up the phone and say, send me one more crazy text like this. I swear for God, I'll. You need some people that when you walk in the room with a bad attitude, they say, you can take all of that back up out of here. Don't come in here with that no more. Don't come in my house with that no more. But I just going through something. Well, fix that in the car before you bring that spirit in the house. You need a wife that will check you when you're feeling weak, husbands. You need a wife that will say, now listen, now you my husband and I love you, but don't come in here with all that hell. Don't come in here with all that mess. Ninja, you better get your stuff to... You need a husband that will look at you, wife, and say, baby, we ain't going to do this up in this house. No, I know this is how your mama acted, but this ain't going to be. Hey, I know that about shot. Some of y'all ain't got people like this in your life. How I know? Because you ain't shouting about it. But I pray God will put some people in your life that will check you. Why? So you can have an Elizabeth. You need somebody with an abundance mentality. You need somebody that's going to stretch you. You need some people that's going to make you better. Somebody say, Liz is coming. There's a reason I put a certain person with a certain name over a certain ministry in the church. Because I said, if I put it in her hands, I know it's going to be given back to me with abundance.
Let's go. It's some stuff you got to put in the hands of some specialists. You. I got to finish. I got five minutes. I got five on it. I got five minutes. All right, watch. She changes things to welcome the word. And the first thing she changes is she goes around somebody with an abundance mentality. Some of you don't have people like that. That's why you need the word even more. Because the word is going to have to be your best friend. These messages are going to have to be your best friend. You like snuggling up reading books. You're going to need to snuggle up and watch a word. Because for some of you, the, the personhood of abundance is going to come first through the personhood of the word. Now, I need you to really catch that. Right? But, but then check this out. If I'm going to Elizabeth's house, that means everything about how I live my life, I have to adjust to her house. I, I need you to get it. Because, because watch me. To welcome the word, that means I'm going to have to do things according to the word that I welcomed. Which means I'm going to have to change things. So that means when I step into somebody's house of abundance, it ain't what I want. It's, it's the way they said it. It's the way they say that it needs to happen. And for some of you, you are fighting to do things in your new like you did in your old. You are fighting things in your now like you did in your old. And God is like, if you don't change the way you acted. I ain't got five on it no more. I got four on it. So look, say, say somebody say, after she welcomes the word. Then the warfare. Say, wow. So here's the pre-birth warfare. You ready? Pre-birth. Matthew 1.19. Come on, I got to preach this fast. I got three minutes now. Let's go. Matthew 1.19. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and unwilling to disgrace her publicly. He didn't do what made natural sense. Because natural sense, okay, so we didn't have sex, but you're pregnant. And you want me to believe God did this. Yeah, baby, I ain't going to be able to do this no more. I'm out. That makes natural sense. Ain't one man in here. Don't you tell me, oh, no, I pray. No, you wouldn't. Notice what the Bible says. He made the decision. Y'all ready for this? To divorce her. I need you to listen very carefully to this next part. They weren't married yet. Which means he pre-decided that once he did it, he was going to give up. I pray that God will reveal the hearts of people that are sleeper cells in your life. Where they have predecided something that you don't know nothing about. I pray he'd show you their motives, their hearts, and their agendas. Some of y'all will catch that one later. He had decided to divorce her, but they weren't married yet. I, I got to move. He resolved to divorce her quietly. Verse 20. After he pondered these things. The word ponder there means reflect. You have to reflect so you don't ruin now, Mary hasn't given birth to anything yet. She's just talking about she's prego. Prego is my word for pregnant, not just pasta sauce. Just so we're clear. She's like, is he talking about spaghetti? Just be clear. Say, Lord, help me reflect so I don't ruin things like last time. This is not going to be a repeat this time. This is not going to be a repeat this time. This is, this is not going to be a repeat of anything negative you've experienced before. Open your mouth and say, this will not be a repeat. All right. After he pondered on these things, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. 
God only responded after he self-reflected. But listen, John says, there's no need in me talking to you in that state of mind. So until you reflect, I have nothing to respond to say. Some of you are like, God, I'm praying. And then heaven, I'm going to God say, because your state of mind is whack. I can't do nothing with this. I can't do nothing with you thinking like that. So until your state of mind changes, I have nothing to say. Somebody say, Lord, change my mind. What does self-reflect mean? You sit down by yourself, now with no music on. And for some, that's a struggle because you don't like being around you because you don't know a stranger. So it becomes uncomfortable. And I pray you learn, watch me, to be comfortable being by yourself and be comfortable with you. You need to learn how to be able to sit in the room by yourself and not have to look at your phone, not have to have Alexa play no songs. Y'all ain't talking. Not have to have Siri play nothing, not have that Google girl do nothing. You need to be able to sit there by yourself and reflect and ponder. I pray you love you. Let's talk. I pray you love you so much that you can be in a room by and you be good. So look, he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife, for the one conceived of her is the Holy Spirit. In other words, embrace, say welcome. He says, welcome the interruption. He says, I need you, I've interrupted your little plans, Joe. I, I've interrupted your whole little, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I got it right here in my Evernote, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and I got all it, I got it all And God's like, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. It's the plans for me. Listen. That's cute, but we ain't doing that. I need you to welcome. If I listen to me, I use this is something that, that the Lord has helped me with. As anytime things didn't go the way I planned it and put it on my notes and put it in my paper. Oh, listen. It was like the Hulk. <laughs> and the Lord said, listen, chill out. I need you to learn how to welcome interruptions. Because what you think is an interruption is actually my original plan. What I interrupted is what you wanted, but this has always been what I wanted. So for some of you, when something doesn't go according to plan today, chill out. Welcome it. I know we haven't been able to hug people for a while, but can I just get you to do an air hug? Come on. Come on. Some of y'all ain't doing it. All right. You're going to get interrupted and you're going to tense up and hurt your neck. Trying to help you. You're going to be hurting all in here. I'm telling you what's going to happen. He says, welcome this interruption. Embrace this, Joe. He said, I know you feel stupid because all of your boys are telling you. So you're going to leave her, right? You, she talking about God got her pregnant? I mean, y'all, where y'all come up with this stuff? You really finna sit here, Joe, and believe that God got this woman pregnant. Well, you just as crazy as she is. But faith is unreasonable. And I know you need reason. And that's why you ain't seen results. But faith is unreasonable. You know Joseph's mama was talking to him too. Come here, son. Let's go to lunch. Now you really want to be with this skeezer? She talking about the Lord got her pregnant. Listen, son, you can love whoever you want to love. But do you really want her? You're a good-looking young man. You got your own money, got your carpentry business, got your own, home, uh, your own business, you're an entrepreneur. You ain't struggling, so why you with a woman that's struggling? 
What are you trying to say? That other people around you won't understand your process. So I just need you to imagine the warfare going on. And then Mary around her friends, and she around friends that really don't believe her. Like, seriously. They're like, girl, we know, girl, we know. This trick is crazy. God got her pregnant. What you about to eat? I don't know, but I got to get out of here because she crazy. She lost her mind. Talking about she going to be debt free. She lost her mind. Talking about she about to see her whole family saved. Y'all ain't going to talk. She didn't lost her mind. Talking about her next 12 going to be her best job. You, you know what you're doing is God when it even sounds crazy to you sometimes. I, but I need you to act like we in the old school church. Say, but it's getting ready to happen. Say it again. Say, but it's getting ready to happen. All right, look, 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 look. Okay, I got to miss. All right, verse 23. All this, please listen, took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. So when I have you speak things and declare things and all of that, you're prophesying because you're foretelling and foretelling into your future. The Bible says all these things had to happen just to fulfill what the prophet said. You, see, you still here? Verse 23, what did the prophet say? Behold, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him, here's our series, Emmanuel. Say, this is the pre-birth warfare. She went through all this and ain't had nothing yet. I need you not to give up and you ain't had none yet. I need you not to talk about I'm tired and you ain't done nothing yet. So here's the message. Stick to the word you heard. It's already done. All of this had to happen to fulfill the word of the Lord, which was spoken through the prophet, which means this ain't falling. This isn't failing. This is my process. So here it is. I got to hurry up. All right. Watch me. Uh, next. Birth warfare. So that was pre-birth. Now here's birth warfare. I don't know if I'll be able to finish this. Luke 2, verse 6. While they were in Bethlehem, why were they in Bethlehem? There was a census. And when they had the census, they had to go up to Bethlehem. They had to leave Nazareth, go travel to Bethlehem. And guess what the Bible says? Look at the next verse. And that's when the child came. Shut up. The child came when they weren't in the comforts of their own home. You'll catch it. The child came when things were not all in place. If y'all don't talk to me, I'm going to throw this. Say you. Y'all ain't talking to me. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? You want everything to be lined up. And God says, I ain't going to let nothing line up. How do I know I'm about to give birth to something? Because all the pieces I thought I needed in place, they're not there. All the people I thought I needed in different places, they're not there. All of the resources I thought I needed, nothing is in place. And here comes the baby like, let's go. When nothing is right, that's, what, that's the right time. Oh. When nothing is right, that's the right time. When nothing is right, that's the right when nothing is right, that's the right time. How are we going to be on a trip and Jesus is going to be like, I'm ready to come out. It's not time for you to come out. Things aren't the way I want them to be. 
things aren't perfectly lined up. I don't think I have what I need. I didn't finish my degree yet. I didn't get that bank loan yet. I didn't get this yet. I didn't get that yet. It can't be time because the things I thought I needed in order to launch aren't in place. But I need you to act like you are the biggest army in the world and holler, but it's time! So here's the warfare of birth. Nothing's going to be in place. When nothing is right, it's the right time. That's the whole message. I can, I'm done. Listen, uh, thanks for coming out. I can quit right there. That's the whole word. When nothing is right, it's the right time. When nothing is right, it's the right time. Some of y'all, you keep saying, I'm just waiting on the right time. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. When nothing is right, that's the time to do it. I'm waiting on the right time to tithe. Baby, you better do it today. I'm waiting on the right time to serve. You better do it today. I'm waiting on the right time to put God, but you better do it today. Verse 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Now, that we know she ain't no virgin no more, so y'all don't be going around talking about the blessed virgin Mary. Mary and Joe. Joe is like, I've been waiting. Get up, get up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Look, she gave birth to her son, a firstborn. Say, it'll be my first. Listen to this. Say, not my last. <laughs> Y'all, something else, not 15. God says, I was teaching you with this one so that you know how to make it. Atlanta will be our first extension, but it won't be the last. All right, look, 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 look. She wrapped her son in swaddling cloths and, and, and laid him in a manger. So when he comes out, when you swaddle a baby, I had to research this. In that time, when you swaddle a baby, you had their arms like this so that they couldn't get their hands and stuff out. So I've given birth to it, but it can't move. I've produced it, but it don't look like it's going anywhere. I started it, but it's not moving. Then they put him in a manger. Look, look, look. A manger was used to feed animals. So even when I birthed him in, number one, it's not mine. Not only is it not mine, but it's used for another purpose. Which means I can't want ownership initially. That's a word for somebody. Which means when, when whatever you produce initially, you may not own. Somebody will catch that later. I got to move because I'm out of time. I got negative nine on it. Listen. Look, because there was no room for them at the inn. Why was there no room at the inn, the hotel, motel, holiday inn? Why was there no room at the hotel? Because the whole region was there for the census. So they booked all the rooms. It's like the Essence Festival. Everybody is in New Orleans. Ain't no rooms. So you can't stay in New Orleans. You're staying in Shreveport. Catch the point? In other words, God, how is it that now is the time to do it and there's not even room for us to do it right according to what we have decided right is? So we can't even get checked into a hotel. We tried Marriott. We didn't try IHG. We didn't, we didn't try. We even tried, we tried Motel 6. We, we didn't try everything. And nobody has room. But this won't wait anymore. This won't wait anymore. This won't wait anymore. You've put it off for five years. This 
won't wait anymore. This won't wait anymore. So now, listen, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, you would think they would say, well, we don't have a hotel. We have mangers. We have a manger that somebody else is what they used to feed animals. The king of kings is going to be put in something used to feed animals. What I want to give birth to is too precious, but I can't let my desire for perfection make me not produce. Stop pursuing perfection. I just need you to get to the best. For we walk by faith, not by what? Sight. In other words, I can't pay attention to the fact, yeah, there ain't no hotel, yeah, this, all this stuff is not in place, but it's coming. It's here. Lay your hands on yourself and say, it's here. Say, and it's now. So that was the birth warfare. Here's the last piece. Can I get the last piece? Can I borrow three minutes? Uh, oh, okay. I can wrap it up and take this to the 1115. So here's the thing. So pre-birth warfare, birth warfare, watch this. Transitional warfare. After I get a word, I got to welcome it, but then I got to go through war. I'm trying to help some of you understand, because some of you are in pre-birth. Some of you are in birth. Some of you, you're here transitional. What do you mean transitional? I'm actually talking about when Jesus was crucified. But when you're a believer, you don't die. You transition. That's why the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Which means you can't kill a Christian if you want to. You can't kill a Christian if you want to. You can't kill a Christian. Do what you're going to do, baby. But even if I ain't here, I'll transition. John 19, 25. Look at this. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mama. Say there's something about Mary. Bible goes on to explain the other people that are there. John is the only writer, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John is not a synoptic gospel because he goes back and writes his years later. He starts remembering things. That's why his is different than all the others. He's the only one that calls her Jesus mama. Dr. Luke, see, this is the origination of the Hippo laws because Dr. Luke wouldn't say it was Jesus mama. He named Jesus brothers and said they, she was their mama. Hippo, see, they can't tell you who it is, you know what I'm saying? Now, check this out. Some of y'all like, I don't remember. Hippo? No, just don't worry about it. Google it. <laughs> say it with me. Say it Matthew doesn't say it. Mark doesn't say it. John's the only one that says his mama was there. I have gone through hell before I got this thing here. I got it here, and while I birthed it, it was not right. It was a lot of hell going on. And now, 33 and a half years later, he gone? What? I worked all this time to get this house. And now I worked all this time to build this business. You'll catch it. We worked all this time to get this marriage together. I worked all this time, all this time raising these kids. I rose, I, 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 and now this thing is transitioned on me? I like that. Wowie zowie. That don't mean nothing, do it? Cause, okay. Because, you know, new pop culture, words don't mean what they used to mean. Chill used to mean relax. Now it means something else. I was having lunch yesterday, and they said, well, no, sir, when you say this, it means this. I said, I ain't participating in all that. I said, what I said is what I said to the pure, all things are pure, to the impure, it ain't pure. So, but I said it was pure, and if you ain't pure, then you think it nasty. That's your nasty thinking. 
When I said chill, I meant relax. I, did, I didn't know what you meant by that. When I said it's a lamp, I didn't know that a lamp meant something else. I, let me stop. This ain't 11 15. Verse 28. You ready? She's watching her son, who she has birthed, went through hell to get him here. God promised him, by the way. Watching his business, watching whatever it is for you, right? I'm looking up in this cross and saying, what the hell is this? I wish you'd be honest, 915. Hell is not cussing, by the way. It's a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. What in the hot trash is this? God, how could this be you? I've worked so hard to build all of this, and this is how it ends? This is how this goes? This is this, this, this? Anybody have been there? If you ain't been there, keep living. You'll be there. Let us know when you get there. We'll tell you what to do. And at the cross, it's his mama. It's his mama, John, who's writing this, who, who refers to himself in the third person. He's a little eccentric. <laughs> and Mary Magdalene, who had cast out seven demons, the one that they said, don't mess with her, Jesus. She's been around. He said, I want her around me because she'll value access to me. You think you deserve it because of how good you've been. She'll be happy that I let her have a key. She'll be happy I let her in the building. She'll be happy I let I, I. She's standing. She's standing. She's looking. There's a thief over here who deserves it. There's a thief over here that deserves it, but not hers. She's standing there. She's standing there. He said, Bishop, there's nothing there. That's the point. There's a reason I didn't have them put a prop right here. It's because for some of you, this is the warfare you're at. You're looking at nothing. You're looking at nothing. Where there's supposed to be something. You're looking at nothing where there's supposed to be something. And after this, knowing that everything had now been, here it is, accomplished. Whoa. To fulfill the scripture. Which means not one of these words is going to fall to the ground. Jesus said, I'm thirsty. Y'all still here? Look, verse 36. Now when these things happen, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Somebody say, God will fulfill his word. Not one of his bones will be broken. So they break this guy's bones. They break this guy's bones. Jesus, they say, well, he already did. Don't break his bones. Let us change the process. And we don't know why we're changing it for him. Please lay your hands on yourself. Say, the process is being changed for me. Say it again. Say, the process is being changed for me. Let us not do what we normally do for him. They don't break his legs. Now, one of his legs is going to be broken. And here it is. Y'all ready for this? We're about to shift real fast. We're about to shift real fast. Y'all ready? Why didn't they break his bones? Say, Bishop. 
Why didn't they break his bones? Because here's what Jesus was basically saying. I'm going to be working remote for three days. I ain't going to be in the office for the next three days. And I don't need you to think that it's over just because you don't see anything. I don't need you to think it's over just because you don't see me. I don't need you to, somebody say it's not over, not over. I'm going to be working remote for three days. I'm not going to be in the office for three days. For three days, you ain't going to see. But in three days, I'll be back. In three days, not only, watch me, don't call her to come back because I've been here for years. I just need you to make this declaration and say, I may see nothing now. Say, but it's about to come forth. Come on. Say, I may not possess it today, but it's about to come forth. 915, I'm out of time. Can you release a praise right there if this word spoke life into you in this building and online? Come on, digital. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Atlanta, Chicago, Miami. Let's go. Come on, Canada. Let's go. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? 
Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. 